I've met the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've never seen her before. What if you had to pick your partner, the person that you're supposed to marry, based solely on the sound of their voice and what they're saying? You don't get to see what they look like at all until you decide to propose to them. Do you think you can fall in love with somebody where the only information you have about them is what you're hearing now, my voice and these words? Would you propose to me? If you've been lucky enough to operate in this world as a seeing person, this probably sounds pretty nuts, but it's exactly what happens on the new Netflix show, Love is Blind. Hi, my name is Bella, and you might know me as Jay is from TikTok or YouTube. But you're about to know me from this podcast, Know It All. And each episode, I'm going to help you become a know-it-all about something new. Here we go. Basically, Love is Blind is like The Bachelor meets The Circle. It's a next-gen dating game show that decided to shake things up by taking away the seemingly most important sense when it comes to finding a mate and falling in love. Looks. I mean, online dating is super popular these days. A whopping 50% of young adults have tried it, and it's pretty much entirely based on looks, right? That's what makes this show so fascinating. It totally shifts the paradigm in a way that gets to the core of what makes human beings tick. And you guys know I'm obsessed with psychology, so naturally this show had me saying, oh shit, like a million times. It brings up questions about our biases surrounding gender, race, and how we perceive the world. So in a true JS fashion, I had to get to the bottom of it. Because wild reality TV premise aside, is love blind is an important philosophical question. Can you really fall in love with somebody without seeing them? That's the topic of today's podcast. All right, know-it-alls, let's find out. Okay, before we dig deep into the science and psychology behind this romantic and existential fuckery, let's give you a quick rundown of the show Love is Blind in case you haven't seen it. And you should. Hello. Nice to hear from you. Can't say see ya. So what are some of your biggest turnoffs? You're a beautiful person. I don't have to see you to say that. The contestants are separated by gender. There's a house of guys and a house of girls. Side note, they must have filled out a questionnaire about their sexual preferences beforehand because it's sort of assumed that everybody is straight. More on that later. So the contestants individually go into small rooms that are connected to other small rooms where there's another contestant of the opposite gender, but between them is an opaque screen. They can't see each other at all. These are the pods where they go and flirt and get to know each other. So they rotate through the pods like blind speed dating, and that's all they have to go on to try and pick their best match. And then it's time to get engaged. I am engaged to somebody I've never seen before. She has become the most important thing in my life. Will you be my wife? And spoiler alert, a bunch of the Love is Blind contestants got engaged. So many more than the producers anticipated that some of them got cut. Eight couples got engaged, but only six of them wound up being followed and featured on the show. Imagine opening your tender heart to a complete stranger and then getting rejected in a totally different way. That's gotta hurt. Which supports my theory because personally, I think the show is right. Love is blind, or at least it can be. Because even though I've done a bunch of videos like how to tell if someone has a crush on you or psychology tricks to get your crush to like you back, that illustrate the power of visual cues and body language, I still think that falling in love with somebody without ever seeing them is possible. Love to be loved. Love to be loved by you. Love to be loved. Love to be loved by you. In fact, despite the current trends, falling in love sight and scene has been happening for centuries, typically through the written word. And according to a CNN article by Brenna Ehrlich, The advent of the internet has only made it easier because the nature of digital communication enables an ongoing dialogue with a quick turnaround time compared to yesteryear's letter-writing romances, which means bonds that previously took months or years to build can now be condensed into several intense weeks. 
Of course, most online dating apps, social media profiles, and messaging apps include photos, so it's not exactly like Love is Blind, but still. Experts say that messaging online before meeting in real life can cultivate strong relationships in people with similar interests. Communicating online also helps potential lovers overlook superficial turnoffs, and people tend to open up faster and more deeply. The show Love is Blind basically works in the same way. The first two weeks of filming, contestants were talking through a screen, totally anonymous to each other except for their voices and what they chose to share. Over the course of my research for this episode, it wasn't hard to find a number of happy couples who met online and fell in love before meeting, or even exchanging pictures, which proves my theory correct. Falling in love without seeing each other is definitely possible. But how? Let's first examine how we usually pick our mates. According to optics expert David Williams, more than 50% of the cortex, the surface of our brain, is devoted to processing visual information. This is how most of us interact with the world around us. It's how we recognize people, places, and things. We're usually very visual beings. This means that unless you're visually impaired, you're likely using your eyes on a daily basis for almost everything you do. So obviously, falling in love would be no different. When it comes to dating, especially in the age of Tinder, we're really just going off our first visual impressions of a person. So in the modern meat market of online dating, you probably match with somebody based largely on their pictures. And then once you finally meet in real life, there's so many visual cues that influence whether or not you're going to catch feelings. I've made a few TikTok videos explaining how if somebody likes you, they tend to copy your mannerisms, as well as look at you and try to make eye contact. Open body language is another indicator, or if their feet or whole body are facing you in conversation, these signs, while subtle, are usually huge giveaways that somebody's into you and they're all related to sight. Maybe that's why the concept of love at first sight is so pervasive in our culture. Think of all the movies, media references, and personal stories that you've been fed about love at first sight. A majority of Americans believe in the phenomenon, and about 30% have experienced it firsthand. Falling in love at first sight is basically falling in love with someone based on one singular, solitary sense. So if you can fall in love based on only one sense, it supports the idea that falling in love at first sound is possible, right? Unless love at first sight only happens because the sense of sight is so incredibly strong. As English speakers, we tend to view sight at the top of the hierarchy of human senses, but that isn't necessarily the case all around the world. There's not a universal hierarchy. Instead, the value we assign to each of our senses is culturally dependent. For example, an Australian indigenous hunter-gatherer group are superior at describing smell, probably because they rely heavily on that sense for finding food. And speakers of Farsi and Lao are particularly good at identifying different tastes, probably because their food is bomb. Get in my belly! But back to the show. Love is Blind is the antithesis of love at first sight. It is constructed to completely take the sense of sight away from the contestants, along with smell, touch, and taste. Those are all arguably huge factors when it comes to falling in love with someone. So without four of the five basic senses, how are you supposed to know if someone's into you or if you're into them? Ever heard that when you lose a sense, your other senses become stronger? Well, it's true. According to a recent study, the brains of people who were born blind or lost their sight at an early age had effectively been rewired so that the other senses, including hearing, were heightened. It turns out that sight, while important, isn't as vital as it seems. And sound actually plays a bigger role in how we quote-unquote see people than you might think. English speakers rank sound on the second tier, right below sight, on the commonly accepted hierarchy of senses that we were talking about a minute ago. There have been several studies in the last 10 years that indicate you can tell a lot about somebody just from the sound of their voice. Study participants have been able to accurately guess a person's sexual orientation, their weight, how tall, and how old they were, just by judging the sound of their voice. 
According to this research, we can correctly gauge these qualities with 75% accuracy, which is huge. Way better odds than if somebody was just guessing. But guessing makes for an awkward interaction on Love is Blind when a white contestant casually estimates that his blind date is a black woman. If I had to guess, I'd say you're um, African-American. On the first date, obviously guessing somebody's race based on the sound of their voice isn't the best way to connect with them, but there are other sound-based vocal cues that actually do simulate attraction. (laughs) That's right. Laughter is a great lubricant for romance. A University of Kansas study suggests that when straight strangers meet, the more times a guy tries to be funny and the more times a woman laughs at those attempts, the more likely it is that she's interested in dating. If the pair are laughing together, that's even better for the guy's chances. As human beings, our voices are considered secondary sex characteristics, and they are known to factor into our perceived attractiveness. In fact, studies show that men typically prefer a higher-pitched female voice that signals a smaller body size, while women prefer a low male voice that signals a larger body size. There was also a workplace study that indicated keeping the noticeable pauses in your speech to a minimum boosts the impression of credibility and intelligence, which basically means that fast talking is associated with intelligence which is awesome for fast talkers like me because people are typically attracted to smarter people in general. So if you're not smart, just talk faster. You'll seem way more intelligent. Plus, using a hack to make yourself seem more competent is actually pretty smart. Remember how I mentioned earlier that when someone likes you, they'll copy your mannerisms? Well, not all those mannerisms have to be physical. People tend to mimic their crush's speaking patterns and phrases. There's even a term for it. Phonetic convergence. It's when you begin to speak like the people you want to assimilate with, and this phenomenon often happens in as little as an hour. And perhaps the most annoying means of vocal connection? Baby talk! Ugh, I know, this is a podcast and you can't see me right now, but I just shuddered, and I want to be very clear, it's not just the ladies who use baby talk to convey vulnerability and intimacy. Men do it too. Equal opportunity embarrassment for all. Very modern. I love it. Psychologist Dr. Antonio Hall told NBC that baby talk is exceptionally common in adult romantic partnerships. And you know what else is hilarious? The childish way of speaking is actually a mark of a healthy and strong partnership. Ah, the irony kills me. I need to tell you I got a secret I'm better if you stick If pop culture has taught us anything new about love in the past 10 years, it's that a person doesn't even have to be real for you to fall in love with them. You've probably seen the MTV show Catfish or the Sundance documentary with the same name. The basic premise is that innocent, unassuming people are duped into romantic relationships with fake people over the internet. AKA, my worst nightmare. And how's this for terrifying? In 2008, Notre Dame football star Mantateo got a Facebook message from a woman who went by the name Lene Kakua. That message led to an online relationship that unfurled over the next five years. In 2012, he mourned over the passing of a woman he thought was his girlfriend as part of the elaborate hoax. Then, in 2013, he discovered the truth. His former girlfriend had never been alive to begin with. She didn't exist. It can happen to anyone, but it might be easier for men to fall in love with someone they've never met. Psychology Today says that's because men seem to idealize women more than the other way around. For example, a survey of love songs found that women are more frequently described as heavenly or angels than men. Men are also more inclined to believe in love at first sight, according to an elite single survey. And they're also more likely to say that they've experienced love at first sight, which tracks with them being more visually stimulated. Looks like men are more romantic than they get credit for. Now, 
I want to mention that most of the research referenced in this episode has been very heteronormative. Unfortunately, there's just not a lot of data available on relationships that aren't hetero or cis. So just keep in mind that these stats may or may not apply to queer relationships. And hot tip for science to get cracking on that, since, you know, not everyone is straight. Trust me, scientists, as soon as you do the research, I'll make a video or podcast about it. That's a Jay's promise. And now, for my final mic drop of an argument, drum roll, please. Most people kiss with their eyes closed. Therefore, love is blind. I rest my case. But I want to know what you think. So hit me up on TikTok and Instagram at OnlyJS or Twitter at NotJS and let me know if you think love is blind. And don't forget to smash those five stars. Rating and reviewing the podcast helps other listeners find me. Join me again in two weeks for another informative and entertaining edition of Know It All. See you then. No. Hear you then? Wait, that's not right. You'll hear me then? Me then?